News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. COP27 enters its fourth day as world leaders gave their speeches in the last number of days. Negotiations have begun to move behind closed doors. Uh, joining us to discuss this uh, event is the environmental activist and Guardian columnist George Monbiot. Uh, George, I, just reading your coverage and your tweets over the last uh, number of days, I, I think it's safe to say you're pretty sceptical about the merits of COP27. Uh, sceptical, v- verging on despairing. Um, look, they if anything, they seem to be going backwards. I mean, every single meeting, they say, it's now or never, this is a time to act. And then they come out of the meeting saying, how about never? And this is more of the same. Um, I, I mean, we've seen so far 26 of these meetings, and 25 and a half of them have been total failures. There was a half success at Paris in 2015. And the rest of them have achieved nothing. And this process goes back to 1972, 50 years now, 50 years of failure. And the reason for that failure is that governments don't want to act. They would rather see the end of the habitable planet than upset their sponsors. Uh, You have been writing that the the two elephants in the room that have been ignored at at all these uh, summits is uh, fossil fuels and farming animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are only two things you have to do um, if you want to prevent the collapse of life systems as a result of, of climate breakdown. The first is leaving fossil fuels in the ground, and the second is to stop farming animals. And they had two jobs. They haven't even mentioned either of them. This is the extraordinary thing, that in these 26 agreements we've had so far, there hasn't been a single word about reducing the extraction of fossil fuels from the ground or reducing livestock farming, the two great drivers of climate breakdown. So what are they playing at? What have they been doing all this time? We had the agriculture, our own agriculture minister on the show a little bit uh, earlier. Uh, He said that there would be a reduction, a 25% cut in uh, agriculture uh, emissions. But he also argued, look, food production is crucial. It's not an option uh, or or a luxury. Uh, And he, he argued that Irish farming was sustainable. Well, look, just like energy production, there are different ways of doing it. We can produce electricity, um, not just from coal burning or gas burning, but also from solar and wind. And we can produce food, not just from animals, but also from plant-based agriculture. Um, and and this whole idea, is, you know, we're just stuck with the system as it is. That is the council of despair. And that commits us to life systems collapse. You, you've spoken about 50 years of failure. Will What will prompt that change? I mean, will it be literally before the Armageddon is right in front of our eyes before we change? Or, or will we ever change, do you think? Well, I mean, Armageddon is right in front of our eyes. If we look at what's been happening, the extraordinary heat waves we've been seeing across Europe, um, the in India, the horrendous floods in Pakistan, Nigeria. I mean, for many people around the world, this already looks like Armageddon. You know, it's, it's the complete destruction of their lives and livelihoods. Um, and yet still nothing happens. What will change it will be movements, social movements. It's not going to come from the centre. Change never comes from the centre. It comes from the margins. It's the, the, the civil rights movement. It's the apartheid movement. It's the women's suffrage movement. Um, now the climate movement, if anyone, is going to make that change. 
you, you spoke earlier about feeling despair. That, to me, though, sounds like you are optimistic that ultimately this change will come. Well, yeah, I feel despair about the prospects for COP27, just as I felt despair about the prospects for all of these um, intergovernmental summits, because they're not designed to deliver. But we can make this change, but it's going to have to come from us. It's not going to come from them. I, I was reading one of your tweets and I was kind of intrigued. You say you, you haven't flown for years. I mean, you, you obviously live what you write. Like, I mean, in your own life, how do you, what do you do? Do you, do you not eat meat? Do you, do you not fly at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm vegan. I mean, I, if there was a really, really good reason for, to fly, I might take it. But I haven't seen one for quite a while. Um, and, um, you know, it's not, I'm not being absolutist about it, but I'm, I'm trying uh, yes, to live um, as I think we all should live, um, which is the absolute minimum impact that we can impose on the living world. Now, of course, you know, you, you can't reduce that to zero. The very fact of our existence is yeah. going to use greenhouse gas emissions, but we we must produce as few as possible. George, that is very noble, very admirable, but I would put it here that, that most people won't live up to the kind of things you're doing, the kind of sacrifices you're making? Well, that's why they mustn't be sacrifices. That's why we must create the systemic change, which makes it easy to live this way. Um, and, and you know, I don't regard these things as a sacrifice. I, I, I think I live, you know, a, a, a pretty nice life. You know, I've, I've got um, lovely family, friends, um, beautiful places to walk in. You know, you don't need all this. You don't need the Caribbean holidays and the holidays in Thailand. You don't need the... The, the the beef steaks and and all the other things which people have been told are the components of a good life. You can sort of reset your moral compass to say actually a good life can be lived without having this huge impact on the lives of other people. Okay, uh, plenty of food for thought there. Uh, George Mommio, uh, environmental uh, activist, Guardian columnist. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.